Welcome to the UDP Broadcast, a podcast where four guys talk about gaming-related stuff and offer somewhat informed and uninformed opinions. I'm Luminary, and I'm my co-hosts, the eternal barcode, Imi, and, <laughs> and the Nordic Cajun. That's me. <laughs> Today, we're going to end up talking about... Uh, mental health related items uh, and it's uh, kind of important it's going to be with uh, escapism to start off with and then we're going to move on to uh, the sh uh, ditto hunt with the Nordic Cajun and uh, kind of drill into that to figure out what that's about so <clears throat> it's just a glorious a tale glorious <laughs> <laughs> just to set the tone so escapism as defined by Miriam Webster is the tendency to seek distraction and relief from unpleasant realities, especially by seeking entertainment or engaging in fantasy, which is effectively video games in a nutshell, or anything for that matter, books, uh, D&D, you name it, that's what it is, right? So D&D oh, yeah. is the core when it comes to escapism outside of video games. Like, let's leave an entire world and jump into another one tonight. I got it. it. We won't talk about what I do Wednesdays and Thursday nights then. <laughs> Hashtag forever DM. Well, oh God, no, no psychotic robot stompy guy or stompy robot guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like my stompy robots. You know, lots of part goes. If D and D were a muscle. Like, for those that play it, the, the, the imagination muscle and the creativity muscle of folks would just be astounding. Like, I know Nordic here has been trying to go for the, what was it, the uh, six-inch guns? What was the, what was the thing that you were aiming for? Six-inch, holy, that's a little itty-bitty there. Oh, itty-bitty? Oh, okay. It was 12-inch? <laughs> no, I was going, uh, the natural 20s, thank you very much. Oh, oh, you, you wanted... <laughs> Okay, so you wanted the uh, circumference uh, of the inside of a tire for arms. Okay. I, I, I literally had an idea for a t-shirt that literally had just two arrows pointing to my arms, and it says, yes, I rolled natural 20s all day. <laughs> Good Lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. The, the, Ooh, sir. No, to, to get there, 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 there's not enough. there's not enough natural stuff in the world for me to take to get there. I'm just sitting there doing deadlifts now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the... I'll be that guy. I'll leave the big pythons to the wrestlers. Nice, nice. I do my lifting with a wine glass or a wine glass. <laughs> Left hand or right, doesn't matter. Just double, exactly. double fisting. So, but there, there's a lot of power inside of escapism. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's where we go when we don't want to deal with what's around us or just to get away from whatever was around us and be somewhere else. Be, uh, be someone else do something else and uh unfortunately as far as mental health issues are concerned uh, it could be detrimental to the person and to some very serious degrees um well, any, any, anything that's done in excess is not healthy for you ever like you can drink too much water and kill yourself no doubt somebody so, did do that actually mm -hmm. yep that was for uh nintendo wii way back in the day really there was a yeah, there was a radio station. I think it was in your state, Lumi, in Texas, I think. Um, they had a contest called Hold Your Wii for a Wii when the Wii first came out. And the idea was people would come to the radio station, stand outside, uh, be handed bottles of water, and whoever lasted the longest without peeing 
because uh, they had like a porta potty set up outside or something. Uh, whoever lasted the longest actually would win the Nintendo Wii. The problem is this person won it by unfortunately getting uh, hydrotoxosis or something. What is it? Can't remember. It's uh, basically they had so much water in their in their body, it started rupturing their their cells in their body. It it thins out your cells and your blood way too much to where they can't like really stay in the capillaries anymore. It's well, there's just, that too, but also the cells explode because they're absorbing more and more water, and there's not enough salt in the body. That too, yeah. So, like with yeah, anything in excess can can and will hurt you. That includes escapism. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think um, I me mentioned it uh, when we were talking before the show about the uh, parents who neglected their kids a hundred percent to play World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's uh, cases starting or news articles starting as early as 2005. And keep in mind, World of Warcraft was released in November of 2004. So within that very short period of time, people were already just blocking out the rest of the world and focusing strictly on playing this game and being mm-hmm. so absorbed their poor children were starving to death because almost every one of them that died was of uh, starvation, which is really horrible and really sad. That's some train spotting level shit, man. Holy crap. Well, yeah, it just lends to the fact that like, um, it's so easy when things are really, really bad for you to get caught up in alternate worlds and alternate realities to the point where you, I guess uh, don't really come up for air, I guess the best way to, to put it. Like you just don't come back to reality to go look after, you know, your, your own bodily functions, you know, looking after, you know, any dependence that you might have or any other obligations you might have because you're so invested in, hi- in escaping whatever is going on in your life. It just makes it easier to hide in there than to do anything else. And it, as being a part of the, uh, the WW, the counterpart of the double A, uh, recovery of World of Warcraft myself. I, um, uh, Lumi, if we ever get to talk to Panda again, you'll will soon, obviously. Ask her, ask her about World of Warcraft with me. Just, 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 just listen. You can hear, you'll be able to hear her cringe at the microphone <laughs> because every waking free moment I had when we first got married, that's all I did. I didn't have any other hobbies. I went in there, I logged in, and I put in the time. Thankfully, she broke me of it. I'm gonna give her credit. She broke me of that crap. Um, but some people can't. It's, it's when escapism meets addiction. It's like yeah. any other vice. You just cannot. It, you can't get away from it. It's, uh, it. it's a it's a scary situation. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, from everything from child neglect, self neglect, to even. Uh, general obligations like paying bills going to work on time or school or whatever else like it can be very 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 serious um for some people it can be very detrimental for people and i don't think it's something we really address in society as much as we should that you know people like to say oh video games are responsible for whatever the list is you want to use this week but at the bottom of the list nowhere do they say or they have addiction is the root of this and addiction is what needs to be treated. And it's really, really frustrating as someone who suffers from depression. Uh, I use video games to escape the not so pleasant thoughts in my head that occasionally resurface. 
But at the end of the day, we just don't have those mental health supports that these people need. I agree. It can be therapeutic. And to the point of not only therapeutic, it could also be used in the positive light. Uh, oh, yeah. in, in, in case of me, I, I always tell this to people when they ask me, especially I'll do a quick story about how this came about. Um, my first D&D session, my first time being a DM. Um, the day of it, my wife was harping on uh, Lynn Men Menwell, Lynn Lynn Menwell, the guy who did um, the Hamilton musical, and she just was harping about how somebody like that could be so smart, how they can come up with things in detail and just dedicate their craft to it. And then that night, I did our first DM session, and. We go into the bedroom, do it to bed, and she looks at me and says, "Where did you find that?" I said, "Excuse me, like where where did you find that that entire story you did for us to play tonight?" I looked at her and I said, "It's been in my head for the past year and a half, because that's what that's how I cope. I sit there. If people think I'm sitting there staring off into space. I'm writing stories in my head twenty four seven. That's part Hashtag of forever DM. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, between." Actual DMing and actually writing books there. I have, if I could put what I have in my head into a library, I'd, I'd, I'd never leave my room. I'd be so happy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Writing books. You, you write books. I am currently writing one. Yes. Ooh. Fancy. Okay. Ooh. Well, yep. you could care to give a little bit of spoiler about what you're writing about. Sure. Um, I, uh, I've always had a huge fascination with, uh, with vampires and, of course, it, vampires, the trope has been used over and over again, thanks to things like Twilight and True Blood and all the oh, things yeah. back when... Uh, Let's not mention the sparklies, shall we? <laughs> yeah, we don't... There, there's a reason why he died in Harry Potter. Anyway, um, <laughs> and I've always, I've always been fascinated with the, their ideal, and I came up with this world where... Why, why do vampires have to be the number one just villain of the story? Why can't they just try to exist alongside of us? Not as much as the way True Blood painted it, but to the point where they literally just live among us without using us for cattle. And the main character that I started off with in this story, he is the last prodigy of one of the great vampires of the era. And he has woken up Last, his last known memory being in the 1700s, he is now waking up in our time after being put into a lack of blood induced in co uh, coma um, by his former master, who apparently, no spoilers on how, what happened with them yet. But um, he wakes up and suddenly he is the king of his providence of the new world in our, in our time. And it's following his story of how he starts his own brood, how he expands the vampire empire uh, amongst his states and how he coexists with the other four kings that exist in the, in, the, uh, in the country. That's actually really, really amazing sounding. Yeah, let me know how you're going to publish that. I've, I'll push that all day long. I, I have uh, I currently Shop have, take my money. <laughs> I, I currently have two chapters written, but I am, like I said, I'm constantly coming up with ideas. I even made up my idea for everybody out there if you ever want to write a book make your own discord server i throw ideas in there all the time for me to go back and because i don't carry a notebook with me all the time like i used to 
but yeah. I, I have my phone next to me. And if I have an idea, I, I was watching Thor last night and I jumped into my phone to write down a name of one of the four Kings that I wanted to have before I forgot it. Discord. I'm not sponsored. Just saying, get yourself a server. It helps you so much <laughs> with keeping notes. You know, that right there is also another form of escapism. You say you're in your head and it's, it's a good practice to do that. And you're doing it in a very creative way. And this is on top of DMing and whatever else it is that you're doing. And you're bringing your fantasies to other people, which also is very epic. I'm actually really glad to hear that. That's, that's amazing. That's incredibly cool. Actually. That's been one of my dreams since I was uh, in high school. Like I've, oh, I, I love to entertain people, be it, like when I was full-time streaming back in the day to YouTube videos to right when you invited me to come do this podcast, I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so if any way I can do there to make a, put a smile on somebody's face or make their day better, or one day maybe read my book to where they can just have a quiet peace of mind for an hour. I'm, I'm all about it. Very cool. It's actually really, really awesome. I wish I was that creative. I'm really, really not. No, you're, my, creative. you're creative in your own <laughs> way, Mr. Barcode. Well, I gave myself, uh, you know, eyes, legs, and hand, uh, arms. Oh, and you animated you know, it, ago. like, You're jumping jacks, man. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I, okay. That was easy. I used, what, MS Paint for that? <laughs> <laughs> it is. In fact, if you scan my barcode, it does say I'm me. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to grab my phone later and try that. Indeed. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually had my own personal run-in with um, with this whole escapism thing um, way back. And, like, I'm going to say turn of the century. And just to let you know how old I am, uh, not, <laughs> mind you, my Imi's turning 960 this year. Um, I think I was yep. uh, barely turning 2021, 20, something like that. So... But there was a little game called EverQuest. Have you ever heard of that game? Oh, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about WoW, and everybody's like, oh, wow, wow, wow. So EverQuest was really close to having a virtual DM. Um, you made your own adventure. You were your character. You did things. You made your name on that server for your skills uh, even though it was predetermined by roles and misses and all kinds of other things, slaying gods, being a part of the largest uh, guild on the server, whatever it is. And in my time, again, I'm aging myself now. Yeah, so in my time. <laughs> in the before years. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Get four. off my lawn. <laughs> well, let's see here. I guess if we're like, you know, B B W O W, so like before a while, so five B W O O W. Oh my god. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> the the EQ killer. Um so yeah. There was I mean, I and I have a I actually have a personal attachment to this whole escapism thing because it did affect me quite a bit. I had a decent job. I was working for one of the uh larger computer manufacturers at that particular point in their warehouse, shipping computers all over the planet. Um, it, it was a good gig. I would go to work, and it was mandatory overtime. Get home at two, stay up till four, and whatnot. However, it did take over. I didn't do anything else. I didn't see anyone else. So it was just me, my computer, and my fort of Dr Pepper cans and pizza boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no bugs, but you know that's just what it was. 
And uh, this is coming out of left field just because I'm, a, uh, I'm my inner fat kid who wants to know. Mm-hmm. What was your pizza <laughs> of choice? Oh, okay. So you've ever heard of Double Dave's? No, I have not. Uh, it doesn't I, exist in Canada, so. Okay, so they have um, a beef stromboli, and I think they have one near me here in Keller, Texas. And um, it is this long, tubular beef and mozzarella and provolone-filled awesomeness with Parmesan sprinkled on top, wrapped in pastry. It is delicious. So I didn't ever really get a pizza. I got a stromboli with ranch. That that still sounds just food food gasmic. Oh man, <laughs> interesting. So yeah, we, oh sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I, I was still on. on, you on the, no, you go ahead. No, please, I insist you go ahead. I, I was still on the fat boy kick. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Can you tell me what uh, um, what you had on the stromboli after the race? Well, <laughs> oh, no, you say stromboli. We had this place down here that shut down ago and it was my favorite joint it was a pizza inn and i know there's still a few hanging around but the one in lafayette they had three things that i would get every time i don't care what else is on the menu i don't care what else they put on the buffet these are the three things i got i got the cheeseburger pizza i got the stromboli which was a dessert actually they had a dessert stromboli with like cinnamon and chocolate chips it was next level and their bavarian cream pizza Mm. Oh, wait, what kind of pizza? Bavarian cream <laughs> pizza. It sounds weird, but when I tell you that was next level dessert, it, I, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> we did it. We did it, and we did it without THC. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Anywho, okay, fat kid moment over. <laughs> <laughs> So I eventually uh, started declining because I had nothing else to do, right? Uh, to the point where I was not seeing other people. My only outlet was the internet, you know, with the crazy angry robot noises every time you wanted to connect. Oh, man. <laughs> oh that, that, that's, that's, uh, I'm his uh, native language. He knows about that. <laughs> it is. Insert binaric screeching right here. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And that, that was it. I, I, I ran into some folks. I became really good at what I did. Uh, I was an enchanter, by the way. Uh, so I did crowd control. And that was when crowd control was a thing that you did. Like, it wasn't like WoW where you walked in and just AOE everything, right? And the only time you ever had to really crowd control was when you had a boss and there was more than one. And you had to have, like, some dumbass run around in circles who couldn't be caught. But, yeah. The, ro- the rogue on crack just running yeah. around. <laughs> the the off tank that's just constantly taunting you know whatever works never gonna catch me see y'all next year well i mean it, and, and you and you had tanking. and you had to cooperate and so you were well known you were in these things and that's where i lived to the point where i stopped going to work um i couldn't pay for the service anymore the like, guild members were paying for my stuff so there was a lot of enablement there as well and that hasn't stopped even in today's times uh, with all the garbage cookie cutter MMOs. But oh, God. we're going to be this year's wild killer. Jeez. Yeah, but with microtransactions, you know, because cosmetics and this potion, it gives you 50% extra XP. Yeah. We're going to have to do an entire episode on microtransactions because we have a lot to say. Holy oh, crap! Man. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Microtransactions, loot boxes, and we're gonna get to some of that in uh, in Cajun session here later. 
Hey, that's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, just as a heads up, streamer mode in Discord does not work, so I apologize for the Discord pings because I my family has a Discord server too. I it was working on mine. Yeah, I ain't hearing nothing. Yeah. So there's a few things. Me. There's End a few user error. <laughs> Sorry. There was a few <laughs> things I wanted to touch on in here, and one is is the the mental stability that you had when you couldn't get it elsewhere because you were getting off at two o'clock in the morning and literally had no one to talk to except for your coworkers and the people that you destroyed uh, e dragons with, and um, enablement in the community. Um, but mind you, the community was still toxic. You know, get good, learn your role, et cetera, et cetera. Like, your name actually meant a lot, and people would just cast you aside. They're like, oh, it's that guy. Isn't he the guy that, like, destroyed half the zone because he ran with his underwear on? Yeah, that that's... He's the man of legend? Pretty much. <laughs> the OG Leroy Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the other end of the, uh, the escapism, uh, back if we're... We're, we're telling war stories. Um, for me, it was more of a balancing for me because you, you, you know me about as anybody else does, Lumi. I am, you might be a stranger, but you're my friend. That's how I treat you. Right. I treat you as an equal the moment you walk in the door. I don't care where you're from, who you is. Like, hey, what's up? Let's go grab a drink. That's just how I've been since I was a kid. My mom... And dad would tell me stories about me. <laughs> it's really show my age. Going to old school Baptist church. And uh, I would walk into children's church. I'd knock in the door and say, hi, I'm Jamie Burt. I am here. That's just how I was. I was always that way. And that didn't really translate over well once you got into normal school. Hmm. And I would get picked on constantly because i wasn't kidding when i said uh the young fat kid me i was as big as i was round uh tall as i was round and i would get picked on by everybody but i never Oof. i never was mad about it to them i never showed them that i was angry what i would do i would go home i would pop in street fighter 2 and kick ass <laughs> well there you that's, go that's how i vented my anger i would always direct it towards whatever game I was playing, be it, um, like I said, the Street Fighters and fighting games, uh, I would go home and play, oh my God, Jade Cocoon for hours, just hunting creatures to just, just the, I hate to get this more, but just imagining me just peeling their skin back to making a new creature was enough for me to get that anger out. And I never, like, I never have blown my temper that I can remember. And that's just how I did, that's how some people have to cope in terms of uh, that term of it. There's, there's different pieces of the pie when it comes to escapism and everybody's story is different. Everybody mm -hmm. copes and uses it a different way. Do you have a war story? I mean, I'm trying to think I do. And I don't, um, I used to do, well, you guys know, I used to do a lot of, uh, YouTube and some Twitch streaming years ago and for a while there I was cranking out videos about once a day or uh, twice a day and I didn't realize until later that I was actually doing that because I had undiagnosed depression at the time and it was causing me to withdraw from everything so that was my only outlet was to you know play video games and, and do let's plays and get completely caught up in that 
to the point where I would just completely ignore the rest of the world. I would still, you know, somehow manage to get to work on time and do all the basic requirements of living. But it was just very much, you know, it was come home, hop in the games, start recording, you know, crank out five or six episodes in a night, you know, start rendering them and start scheduling them for uploads. Like it just consumed so much of my time that uh, now when I look back on it, it's very much that was escapism. And that was very much I wouldn't say it was quite as far as addiction, but you probably could have classified it as that because I was spending so much time ignoring everything else in my life because I could only focus on that. And I only wanted to focus on that. That may or may not be why I broke my voice. <laughs> Don't do that. Poured yourself into it so wholeheartedly that you broke. Well, when you, um, I used to be a lot louder. And uh, thankfully, the evidence of all those videos is now hidden from, from the uh, spotlight. But I have this tendency of trying to project my voice. Because I'm naturally loud. And if you give me a room that'll hold like two to 400 people. You don't need to give me a microphone because I can make sure everybody hears me. The problem is that doesn't translate well to the internet where my audience is my microphone. And I subconsciously have to remember to not project my voice into my microphone because that puts a lot of strain on your body to be doing it that long, especially when you're sitting down and you can't breathe properly because you're not standing up. And I would project my voice so strongly, I'm pretty sure you could actually hear it at the far end of our solar system. <laughs> and when you would do that for five or six hours a night and then go to work and have to talk at work as well, like that was brutal. And uh, I now pay the price for that. So don't break your voice, kids. It's really yeah. bad. The radio signals that the aliens are getting out in space are just uh, episodes that I... Uh... <laughs> you've been doing for years maybe oh maybe God. that's what's bouncing around the rings of saturn the exact right now same way. that's why they, they all... haven't made contact yet they're being yelled at <laughs> yeah exactly because they all start the same way and you might want to plug your ears <laughs> hey everybody my name is Jaime. i'm playing one kind of a video game tonight we're gonna go kill stuff but it was way louder it was Yay. way more intense and that that is really hard to do these days but that's what it was it was just daily you know, five to six hours a night doing recordings. Uh, and those were each episode was between, depending on the game, it was between like 20 minutes and over an hour long to be that loud and that intense that entire time. It's really, really hard on your voice. Oh, absolutely. Like sitting there trying to record a song for hours on end with no breaks. Exactly. So that was, uh, that was my venture into escapism. And I eventually figured that out, which is good. I eventually realized something was wrong with my head and you know, what was going on in my head wasn't, should not have been normal for me. It, to me, it was normalized because that's what I was you know, used to. Uh, but when I started, you know, really exploring it, it became apparent that that's not how my brain is supposed to work. So that's when I went and talked to my doctor and I was like, hmm, yeah, we need to have a chat. And, uh, that's when I got diagnosed with uh, depression. I was like, Oh, well, at least I know what's going on, so now I know how to treat it. Now, there's nothing worse than being a medical mystery. Holy crap, I got stories on that, but that's for another day. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to get it under control, though. That's nice. That's, that's, oh, yeah. That's good. Fan-freaking-tastic. Um, where I am now compared to where I was, you know, four to eight years ago, 
just it's there's, there's no co- comparison like these days i am in such a great headspace uh it's gonna take a lot to push me back to where i was so i don't even worry about it anymore like i'm still i'm still on medication for it when i'm never stopping that because uh my doctor and i decided to try and wean me off of my antidepressants once it has only been once <laughs> it was not a good time but it's, and i'm okay with that like so Doc, we're not gonna do that again <laughs> yeah it lasted the experiment of weaning me off of them and then putting me down to zero lasted six or 12 months and then at the end of it i'm like no give them back to me this isn't good <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm very happy to have them because they really really help moderate my mood they they help regulate you know the ups and the downs because everyone has good days and bad days oh sure but i don't get those extremes anymore that i used to so now you know a bad day is just sort of like well shit like the other day i just dropped an egg on the ground in my kitchen i was kind of annoyed but that's kind of like the lows of like oh i gotta clean that up now not the huge huge lows and highs i used to get so it's it's been fantastic being you know treated for it but I guess I can thank video game escapism for getting me to that point because it took me a long ass time to realize I was depressed. So all means to an end. So we've had some really good discussion here. The negative effects where people are are dying uh, to neglect of children to um, some personal stories with this. It's a good discussion. Um, so let's move on to talking about the ditto hunt and that's the one i'm most interested in um, the nordic cajun had put out a video not too long ago where uh, both him and his son were looking for a ditto and i think uh, could, why don't you tell us about that nordic a little backstory about me and everything i have been a pokemon fan since the the 50 shades of gray game boy um i, I still have my original oh, red I still have my original red car- cartridge of Pokemon Red here in my room somewhere. I saw it the other day. I still have it. I've been a fan of that since it came to America. And I did it all back in the day. I played the game. I watched the anime. I collected the books. I collected the cards. I played the card game. I was all in. Talk about escapism. But um, <laughs> um, it was just something I was really passionate about. And it's always been... It always brings me happiness when I'm playing the games, when I'm uh, drawing them, when I'm thinking about shiny hunting. It always brings this nostalgic happiness to me. This, the inner child in me just screams happiness. And when Harrison was born, that instantly moved over to him because he he is I, – I, people say it all the time. He's my mini-me. He's, my, he's a copy-paste that's me when I was a kid. And it shows in everything that he loves to do. And Pokemon immediately came just to be as obsession to him as it is to me. He started with Pokemon Go when he was old enough uh, to, to fling the Pokeball across the screen. Uh, we actually did the whole pick your starter thing. We put the Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander plushie on the ground, let him choose. He chose Squirtle, and to this day is still his favorite Pokemon. Um, pr- proud dad moment about everything with this. Um, fast forward to recently, I had stopped collecting the cards before I even got out of high school. 
uh, just because I had other things to do with sports and keeping my grades up and Joyce. And we were just busy. I didn't have time for all that good, all that fun stuff anymore. But now that I've gotten to the point where I can actually enjoy hobbies again, I've been getting back into the swing of things. And it's crazy that a game that came out when I was a kid, which basically still has the same damn formula, rock, paper, scissors across the board, depending on what Pokemon you pick is still going stronger and stronger with each generation. And it's because Nintendo is really good at doing just enough to keep you interested. And with this new thing going on with their cards, they made um, a crossover event with Pokemon Go because Pokemon Go is not actually Nintendo driven. It's its own company by itself. It's just using the rights from Game Freak. Um, they That's did, Niantic, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, they did a crossover uh, for Pokemon Go and Pokemon the card game to where you can you can catch certain Pokemon in Pokemon Go that show up in the cards as well. Uh, there was a Pikachu uh, with a hat, even though they have like, they do that with every event they do. That just, that's their staple. Um, but the biggest thing they did was three or four certain Pokemon, if you would catch them in the game, there's a chance that it could be a Ditto in Pokemon Go. It was a Bidoof, um, Spinarak, were the big three um the event on the phone is over but the event with the cards i didn't know about until well like a week and a half ago i think i told you about it Lumi. um the whole thing with the dittos that they did in the pokemon game and pokemon go they're doing with the cards to the point where if you find one of these three cards as a reverse hollow and it has a small and i mean small minute ditto symbol at the bottom it's a sticker. You can take the sticker off and there's a holographic ditto behind it. And it has become me and Harrison's obsession to find one. So, so for the collectors out there, how do you get that graded? Cause you have to peel it off of the card in order to show that. It, I mean, uh, so do I'm not familiar with enough with the cards uh, to understand it. Only some of them have the ditto on it. And if it has a ditto on it, it is uh, a sticker or what? For this event, yes. Uh, prior to this event, you could find a normal ditto in, in most packets. Like it's just a normal card. Just in this specific set, the Pokemon Go crossover packs, there's a chance of finding um, one of those three reverse hollows that have the symbol on there. If it has the symbol... It's a ditto. If it doesn't have the symbol, it's just a reverse hollow of that Pokemon. I believe collectors are trying to get their hands on duplicates so they can have the ditto for their own collection, but leave the sticker on the other one so it can still be great. Yeah, there was a story not too long ago where they were trying to solve the Pokemon card shortage by, um, and this is a brilliant idea, printing more cards. Right? Imagine. 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 <laughs> it's like, huh? I mean, we could just make more of these? What? Okay, well, sure. And uh, They have to be careful with that, though, because like anything else, it, it will devalue the cards overall. Like, especially if they overdo it with one certain generation. That entire generation, because of how many were printed, even down the line, they won't be worth as much. 
But then you have situations like what's going on with this event that is, is a one and done shot and they won't reprint more once once this event's over it's over and case in point um this is going to be a spoiler for episode three for you guys because we're already that far into this freaking hunt um harrison and joyce both opened up a pack and they both found uh what's called a radiant blastoise in the normal pokemon game you have your normal pokemon and then you have the shiny pokemon that are the one in 4,000 chance of finding one because they sparkle have a different color palette. That's it. It's an obsession of mine as well, but that's another story from another time. You know, they, they added those to this deck. I mean, to these, these, um, packs and Joyce and Harrison both found a shiny Blastoise each. And the reason why that's so significant is I went to just to go check the pricing online they're already going for $14 a pop. Just that card. And when this event's over and he gets the high school range, there's no telling how much that card would be worth. And just even if I've sold these two cards today, it would literally, I would still make four bucks off of the whole pack that I bought. And to me, that's just insane. That a little game that I started in 1995 with the ages out there, um, is still doing that today. You know what they did, right? They implemented loot boxes without implementing loot boxes. Mm-hmm. It was the, you can call them the grandfather of loot boxes. Let's leave that L word out of things. That terrifies me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, that's it's, like the whole premise. That's like OG loot boxes, oh, yeah. baseball cards and everything else. Oh, did I get my favorite player? Baseball cards, Magic the Gathering with all opening up and seeing if you actually had it. It's, it, it's the adrenaline rush. It's the dopamine. It's just the, I need to know. Yep. And the addiction of wanting to find it, like anything else, it's just, you should see him. Like, I didn't, <laughs> like, they were at the store, him and Joyce, and I was um, on my way home from work, and I get a snap on my phone, and I open it, and while well, I was at a red light, disclaimer, before <laughs> 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 anybody ask, um, and she just she would just look at the camera like Jamie, I, I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And she points the camera at him, and he's holding that allowing executor box with the biggest shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> like he wants this ditto so bad, even more than I do. Like I have not. He gets when he gets obsessed with something, it, it's it's over. Like that's that's it until the, the next thing comes up, which is a kid. I get it, but it's so funny because I'm the same damn way. At thirty-five <laughs> years old, <laughs> that's fantastic. I love it. Like I love every second of it. But yeah, like, grandfather of all loot boxes. I hundred percent agree. You open up those things as a kid, you find that freaking holographic Charizard. You are the king of the neighborhood. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that to the day I die. Which another funny story about that. And um, <laughs> my I like mom, funny and, stories. Go ahead. My mom and grandmother uh, saw my my brother was just as obsessed with it as I was, even though my obsession continued on and his died off eventually. It's which is weird because everything I get obsessed with, he thought was uncool, and now that we're older, he's now obsessed with most of the other things, and asks if I still catch up with it, like anime and all that, because he's obsessed with it. But um, back 
when we were how old was i i wouldn't say i was in high school when this happened yeah i was in high school they uh went to a flea market and my mom and my grandmother found two charizards at the flea market um even today charizards are like you have one and it's instant cash like instantly but we're talking about circa 1995 to 2000 Charizard. That's the one everybody wants that costs so damn much. If you go look online, I think a perfect, uh, perfect rating right now is going for 10 grand. And she had two of them. And I was so ecstatic that because it was the only one I didn't have I, at the time. I just wanted the full set. I had Blastoise, I had Venusaur. Give me the damn, give me the damn lizard. That's all I wanted. And she finally, and we found it. We found it. And she said, we're going to keep them safe. We're going to put them away the way we don't ever lose them. Ask me where those things are right now. Cajun, where are those things right now? Not a damn clue. <laughs> 20,000 possible dollars in, gone to the wind, just in the vapor. Like I, to this day, I, I still regret younger me not saying, no, mom, I'm going to keep it in my binder with the rest of my stuff. No, I let them... It's gone. Oh. Like, I'm sad, sad boy. I'm myself sad. Well, we certainly wish you, you and your son luck finding your, your, um, your shiny sticker ditto. And uh, there better be a video on it when you do. We ha dude, Lumi, we ha I already have two, two episodes in the chamber, dude. Like, we recorded another one today because my ass bought another one of those packs at Target. <laughs> mm. And we have, I actually have a large box of boosters coming in from Amazon um, that was supposed to be here Friday. It was supposed to be the episode recorded, and Amazon has failed me. So we won't be getting it till Monday. And even, and Harrison checks the door every 30 minutes, Harris, uh, Lumi, every mm. 30 minutes to see if the freaking thing's at the door. But no, there will be plenty of episodes and it won't stop at the ditto. I think this unboxing thing is going to be a thing I'm going to be doing for a hot minute. Well, good. So that was awesome and fun. Look forward to seeing the content that comes from that. Um, to kind of uh, put things at an end, um, it's, uh, the EA tweets. Oh, God. What? Even? We're, we're going through a roller coaster of emotions tonight, aren't we, boys? Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, we had the Adventures of Ray and opening cards, and we talked about escapism. Now let's talk about EA and WTF. So that tweet, what was that tweet that said, um, she's a 10, but she only plays single-player games, I believe is what it was. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, the, and Twitter exploded, and they tried to recover from that, and apparently there was a lot of fallout. Whenever that happened, like, there are some board directors like, dude, dude, dude. I yeah, mean, down, I mean, down did here you... in South Louisiana, we called that crawfishing. We tried to get <laughs> away real quick. I mean, did you see anything interesting in the tweets or have any opinions on this? I see the barcode, but he's not waving his arms. The barcode is deactivated. Quick, rejuvenate him. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, don't worry. I was talking for about 30 seconds with no response. And I was like, wait a minute. I think my mic is muted. There it is. I, I had a coughing fit. So fair. That, the, the, the aforementioned problem of like breaking your voice. It's really hard on you. So yeah. Do I have an opinion on uh, EA saying they're a 10, but they only like playing single player games? 
yes, I have a fucking opinion on this. Holy shit. Well, I'm going to get my popcorn next time. So, so EA is notorious for destroying their own games. They're notorious for putting out single-player games and then treating the fan base like shit. I mean, they do that with all their games. But really, the single-player games, they really treat them like crap. They provide very little support for the games after it's released. They expect you just to hand them piles of money. And then they pull this bullshit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why the hell would you do this? They, they actually went as far as trying to cope. And they had huge amounts of, what are the kids calling it? Uh, copium, I think. Copium. Yeah, so they, they inhaled a huge amount of copium. When they put out this gem, roast well-deserved... We'll take this L because playing playing single games actually makes it them an eleven. Oh god! You, so it was the worst, shittiest response you could possibly have. All you had to say is, "Yeah, we screwed up." Not be like, "Roast well deserved." We'll take this L because playing single player games is a- actually makes them an eleven. They, they they could have gotten a minutia of respect back just by saying we'll hold the L, nothing else. But no, they had to go yeah. and just dig the hole even deeper. Yeah, they sound like that creepy dude at the bar who's trying to hit on every single person who walks by. And you're like, oh, could you just <laughs> not be here? This is EA. Some person, some manager somewhere decided this was a great response to put out into a bullshit initial tweet. Like, the amount of slag they're getting in this thread is fantastic. And the slag they're getting on their initial thread was even better. Like, it was just insane what was going on with people and how much they were dragging them through the mud. And I don't blame them. I mean, they didn't quite get the ratio. Well, I mean, as of this moment, as we're recording... 16,000 comments, 19,000 retweets, uh, <laughs> and quote tweets, and 33,000 likes. So eh, I'd call it even, but I don't, I'm not going to go through all the quote tweets and figure out, you know, how many of them are supportive and how many are not. So how, 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 does that, how does that saying go? The, the best way to stop uh, digging yourself deeper into a hole is to put down the damn shovel. Yeah, it. basically. There was one person who actually put out, how do your tw- uh, how are your tweets worse than your game? <laughs> that one garnered 57,000 likes, so I will take that as the ratio. Oh, there there Dang. was a there was a meme or a screenshot where somebody sent uh, EA uh, a Facebook message. Right. Oh, no. And it said, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you I really love Dark Souls and yeah, it was like, hey, I'm really glad you liked the game, but we didn't make that. And he goes, I know. <laughs> but I really want to see, I, like, you're talking oh. about people defending the companies. I, I, I can't imagine being a white knight to the ever-increasing vacuum <laughs> that is of EA? Uh, EA, Activision, Blizzard... Like oh, pick, pick pick any like, pick any corporation for that matter because like their whole goal is is they have to make money and their performance is based on how much more money they made that year, right? Why would yeah. you defend that? 
Thankfully, I haven't seen too many people put an update on that uh, one tweet about how are your tweets worse than your games. As of right now, because I was looking at a screenshot, as of right now, 85,500 likes. <laughs> nice. Made that man a legend. <laughs> Let me solo like, her. Jesus Christ. I, I just don't get like, this is the same company that holds the record on Reddit for the most downvoted thread ever or comment ever and that was in response to star wars battlefront 2 when somebody figured out the amount of time it would take to level up a character to get a a, a major character like darth vader the amount of experience he would need because they actually went and counted the amount of xp per pixel on the progress bar you were getting and they extrapolated the amount of time it would take and People lit EA up for it, and then they tried to come into there and apologize, and it just got worse, because if EA is good at one thing, it's digging a hole for themselves, and then getting an excavator and C4 to make the hole bigger and deeper. <laughs> like, well, they just don't know when to give up. That was the game they were like, Anakin, you can't win, I bought the high ground. Yeah? Huh? <laughs> Microtransactions, I, I purchased the high ground. <laughs> Well, think about the fact that like this is happening more and more frequently like lately the big one diablo immortal uh, right how, how how desensitized are we to the fact that big companies are fucking up and how much do we care i've strictly gone outside of the games that we mentioned tonight earlier with me i am strictly indie i try my best to stick with indie titles as best i can to stay away from triple a guys i just can't stand them yeah, you so, do you want to know just how much I hate Activision themselves? Not even Blizzard, because I used to play WoW. But do you want to know how much I hate Activision? Oh, do tell. Grabs coffee. I have had a grudge against Activision. Uh, I gotta look this up. When did... Uh, when was that game released? Uh, so that game was released, I think, in 2010? Which one? Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, boy. So, Call of Duty 4, I think it was. Or, no, Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, that game I loved to death. I, it was fantastic. They had mod support. They had a whole software development kit, or SDK, for you nerds out there. They had uh, dedicated servers. They had a huge community that was really involved in this game, really involved with making it more fun. I played the zombie mods. I played like a bajillion different mods, including one that gave me like, or gave the map like uh, three or four extra aircraft for calling an air support. Like it was amazing. But when Call of Duty Black Ops came out, that was the last time I didn't even touch Activision after that because... At the time, in 2010, for you kids out there who are now, I guess, 12. Oh, creepy kids. Uh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys skipped all the bullshit of the time when consoles and games uh, got rid of dedicated servers and all decided that eight, four or eight-person matchmaking was the shit. I remember playing, this is going to segue a little bit, or uh, go sidetrack a little bit. I remember playing the game uh, from Raven Software called Soldier Fortune 2, way back in the early 2000s. I would routinely end up on servers, and I would only pick the servers 
that had 64 v 64 for players. There was zero lag because that was the Quake engine. That shit rocked. And I'm used to giant games like that. So something like Planetside 2, there's like dozens of or hundreds of people, but it's in such a spread out area, you only see two or three at a time. That's that's child's play. Give me a game where I can run into the spawn with a hand grenade and blow myself up, killing half the people who spawn, and I'm I'm in. All all in on that one. But Activision decided, nope, no more SDK. It's gonna be closed source, uh, no more dedicated servers. We uh, we want to do matchmaking only because uh, we just don't like the PC community. And the, the worst part was Activision had just become really big around 2010. And they become really big because of the PC gamers who made them that big. Because, because before that, they weren't really involved with console. I think uh, Black Ops, the first one was their first foray even into Xbox territory i think it was xbox 360 and they had never really been all that involved in console before for first person shooters then they put this on the console sdks they shut down the dedicated servers and i said you know what i am never touching your shit again if i can avoid it and i have done well for not touching activision product since 2010 this is a grudge going on 12 years, and I'm not stopping, especially, we'll, we'll get involved in this topic in another uh, episode down the road, uh, the way they treat their employees and why they need to be unionized to all hell. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, a whole episode. To be honest with you, all of tech that is at a contract basis, even, you know, it's interesting. We all talk to these developers. Every one of these guys are all, they're like, they're not employees. They don't get a benefits package. Like, they're yeah, on for the project, shit. and then they're <laughs> gone, right? And mind you, is that EA's responsibility to take care of, or should they compensate them fairly enough so that way they can sustain themselves with health insurance and all the other stuff that's coming on, which is why the union is going to be important on that fact. I mean, even, like, when I was driving a semi, if you went to New Jersey, you weren't allowed to unload your truck at all. You actually had to hire a lumper as per the lumper union, as per established and whatnot. You, I mean, that's, that's just what you did. You couldn't. You would have to cut a check from your truck and give it to somebody, and they issued a bunch of lumpers to go empty your truck. And it's the same idea with these programmers. And anyone, like a design choice, like they're just the only people that are employees of EA or BioWare or, well, maybe BioWare actually has developers, but the big, the big ones that actually take this uh, on it's all by contract and once the contract is done after the four to six years or however long it takes to make a triple uh, a um, mudslide um <laughs> i mean and that, that's just it and they move on to the next and they're, they're made completely by the name so i i'm all for unionizing even in my scope of work um i mean though i am salaried uh it's can be hard sometimes like um and then that's it's just the way it is Right. There, there is so much I can say on unionization in the IT industry and in general. We will absolutely have to shelve this for later because I will just go off. And we don't have the time in the show for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had a good session. We talked about escapism. Yeah. We talked about the uh, awesome shiny hunt uh, that Nordic is doing That's with his cool. son. Yeah, it will no. be mine. It yeah. will be mine. <laughs> good luck. Uh, I'm really excited for you. I really hope you get that. I don't. 
I've never watched, I've watched maybe, sorry, I can't say never. I've probably watched maybe one or two episodes of Pokemon. I just never got into it. Mostly because I'm old as hell. <laughs> but yeah. I understand the desire to get something that you've coveted so long. Stairs and all the expenses he's put into a uh, free-to-play game to get upgraded upgrades for really fun stuff on his uh, spaceships. Bruh, photon torpedoes <laughs> and lasers. That's all I gotta say. Like, I'm all in. Um, I mean, does not fly around in a space A-10 going bird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I understand it, that. Like, it's, it's our glorious obsession to chase the shiny thing that we want. It is. And I totally get that. And I'm really excited for you. I'm, I'm really excited to see the, the video of you finally getting that for yourself. I'm more excited to see his ass. Like, he's going to freak the fuck out. Excuse my French. Like, he's going to see that thing. And I, I'm going to have to hold him back from ripping the thing in half by accident. <laughs> yeah, I saw him attack you, like, right at the end of your video. He was just like, I'm a kid. Look at me, Dad. And <laughs> he said, that he said, cut the camera. <laughs> yeah, I saw you one there. He was going to try to do that. You're like, down, down. I mean, <laughs> this is curb the enthusiasm but uh he's he's just a bottle of energy and it's just it's ready to explode but we're approaching the end of the show we've touched on a lot of good stuff uh we'll start with uh cajun here is there anything you want to say want to plug uh what are your plans oh absolutely uh you can follow me on all the major handles for tiktok and youtube and instagram is all the nordic cajun i'm very easy to find currently running a campaign on tiktok and youtube to try to get a certain follower and subscriber base to try to go even to more deeper into the Pokemon realm to do a, a 12 hour Pokemon shiny hunt challenge. Oh my if, God. <laughs> if, yeah. I just, if once, if I reach those numbers by the end of the month, we are doing that 12 hour stream. And if I lose, I have to do the one chip Pocky challenge. The what pocket challenge? Pocky P A Q P A Q U I Pocky. It's okay. this, the world's hottest tortilla chip. No. <laughs> yeah no if i if i lose the shiny 12 hour hunt i have to eat it that's the whole that's that, that's the yukina challenge that's that's what it's supposed to be no <laughs> i kind of i, I want to see nope so you can have all my nope sir <laughs> you can ask me I'm, I'm not afraid to do a hot challenge i'm last time I, I streamed i did a seven scorpion death pepper wing challenge and that was i still i i might mm, i'm uh, mm. Man, the sweats from that is making me sweat. That's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Ivy, I think you're returning to content creation. Do you have any plans for your channel and want to uh, talk about what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm going to be hosting um, a copy of this uh, broadcast as well. So it'll be over on YouTube.com/slash Ivy Gaming. I am uncertain whether my lungs and my uh, vocal cords can handle me playing video games at this time and recording more content for that. So we'll see. I'm not going to make any promises, but right now, just assume it's a no. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash I'm 21. I will warn you, I am very turbo liberal. If you don't like that, screw you. You're not going to last long around me, and it's goddamn <laughs> hilarious to my to me. I, I don't know if you heard it or not, but that was the uh, the blow off valve from the turbo. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm insanely pro union, and we'll touch on that at another time. And uh, yeah, there there are some people who uh, who 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 meet me and talk to me, and they're like, "But you like guns, and you're a liberal. How does this work?" And I'm like, "Dude." 
I like human rights, and I like things that go bird. <laughs> uh, j- just for your information, uh, though I'm a barcode and uh, somewhat humid in this skin, um, I have a flesh bag. I, I have and common sense. Have- I'm allowed to like both. Indeed. I just- I just imagine that guy from Men in Black that took the human skin just walking yes. around, and, and that's just that's just yeah, him. That's exactly it. Like inside of, uh, um, oh, what the hell is his name? It's bugging me now. But yeah, in, inside this uh, this thing I call a flesh bag or a meat bag uh, is a barcode, <laughs> and uh, the the meat bag is a meat bag, so it kind of gets into trouble and gets hurt every now and then, which is annoying. <laughs> but it's a painful necessity. Exactly, stupid bodies, stupid humans, <laughs> squishy. Just, uh, just upgrade, or up, upload our, our consciousness to the Almighty Omega, and let's. Oh man, if I could be a Borg, sign me the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> on my Lindy, side, what about you? Well, on my side, my life has been pretty much putting this podcast together and creating the best time three to four people could ever have at any given point. And you've done a fantastic job with yes, all, thank this, you so all much this design work, all this design work, all the auto checks, all this. This is all Lumi's brainchild. We're just babysitting you at this point. Hey, you know what? As long as you're having fun. to get the bouncing icons. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> Dude, just, just the, uh, the, the flappy arm barcode is just making me laugh every time <laughs> I look at it. I'm pretty sure when you review this footage, you're going to do the same thing. Like, that is pretty cool. Oh, I, I've kept the stream open just for the barcode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got it muted, and I'm just watching myself bounce up and down, and I'm laughing my ass off. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's it. I do plan on making some other content. I'm not exactly sure what. For now, it's going to be cutting shorts from our uh, from our podcast and and uh, pushing our podcast wherever it needs to go. So that's effectively what my life is going to be until I decide to do something else. I want to do vlogs <laughs> or, or whatever else. But until then, it's UDP broadcast and uh, uh, streams at 1030 at night, any any night but tonight, just with chill streams and talking bullshit. So that's about who, it. Who knows? Maybe I can pull Lumi out of retirement. We can do some gaming now, now and then. Well, you know, you, you know that's. I can I can run you through Borderlands two again, Ooh. and just murder everything. Well, if you think about it, what I could do is, and I did it for you before, Cajun, and that is, uh, we could do stuff like that, and I could just highlight the footage because the highlights will sell more than anything else. Like, who wants to sit there and watch an hour and a half of Let's Play of, of Derp just to get the funny bit? Just give the funny bits. We could do it the same way. Oh, that'd You'd be, be surprised. People loved watching me mine stuff. When I used to uh, <laughs> have my series on Empyrean Galactic Survival and uh, Space Engineers, the videos where I was doing nothing but mining got more views than any of the other ones. And oh. I don't understand why people like to watch me sit there digging a hole. <laughs> probably, the, probably the same reason why people love to watch me drinking a Four loco and trying to be Bloodborne uh, bosses. <laughs> We're also talking talk about the same audience who will watch somebody lick one of those ASMR mics with the ears on it all the Ooh, way to watching oh, wow. a goldfish play Pokemon. Wait, what? Dude, that blew my mind. Like, okay, I'm gonna have to go look that up. Oh, there was it, it, it started with Twitch plays Pokemon, which was a phenomenon in of itself. With the goldfish, I was like, okay, okay, now we've gone too far. <laughs> well, I think the most exciting thing I've seen on Twitch, and it will forever be the most exciting. I wish I remembered the name of the creator, but they were playing Dark Souls with a steering wheel. 
I saw that. That was so Dude. long ago. And the she was sitting there. She had both hands on the – no, it was, it was a lady. She had both hands on the steering wheel. She's just driving along. And everyone's like, how are you even doing that? And she goes, well, this is what this does and so forth. So you could only really go straight. So the accelerator <laughs> – <laughs> I'm actually going to have to go look that up now. <laughs> you, you, you should. I hope the VODs or at least some footage of that is still up because it was pretty epic of, of her just doing that. I think I can't remember if she beat it or – I think she did beat it. Didn't, oh, I'll have to, I don't remember. But yeah, to be fair, I I am not above going back and getting Elden Ring and grabbing some drinks and doing it all over again. Like me, I'm not above it. I will do it if it'll make somebody laugh. I will do it. I'm a, I'm I'm literally just a monkey with symbols. Let's let's go. <laughs> That's my favorite. All right. Well, other than that, let's go ahead and shut this down. We have been the UDB Podcast. I'm Luminary Weekly. I'm the Nordic Cajun. My name is Amy, and I do stuff. <laughs> and we are the modern day Three Stooges. Welcome. Indeed. <laughs> we'll see you next week, Saturday night. at 10.30 Central Standard Time. Again, thank you for joining. And have a Take wonderful care night. Now. Take care now. Bye. Bye-bye then. Have fun. <laughs>